0: Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadaloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadaloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 66 of Secrets of Chateloup. We are in chapter 6, the adventure entitled Tourist Trap. Uh, It is set in Barcelona, and it's just starting. We got an outline of the adventure yesterday, but I didn't relate it to you on the podcast. I wouldn't want to spoil anything. We're going to go through this adventure sequentially, and we're going to start with the inciting incident today. Scene 1, in which violence unexpectedly breaks out shortly before bell time at a street fighting venue, a.k.a. the unsafest time and place on the goddamn planet. We're going to go through it, but I'll tell you this much up front. A guy gets kidnapped, and I assign the blame for it equally among his kidnappers, whoever operates this death trap of a street fighting venue, and the kidnappee for being enough of a fucking dunce to come here in the first place. All right, let's get into it. Scene one, Barcelona. The previous page explains how the PC Street Fighters uh, came to Barcelona for a tournament. It's a shitty little tournament, a quote, low-ranking affair, but Street Fighter's going to street fight, so you came here to be in the shitty tournament. All you need is accommodations. It says here, quote, if the team has a manager, he or she has already handled the logistics for them, taking care of everything from getting them signed up for the tournament to finding a cheap hotel for them to stay in. Otherwise, one or more of the characters will have to handle these arrangements. So I guess the penalty you pay for not spending background points on the manager background is that the GM forces you to role play the headache of making hotel accommodations at a small hotel in another country in 1994. I can imagine the other players slumped in their chairs, stacking their dice in boredom, while a single player spends 45 minutes of table time trying to figure out how to book a hotel in Barcelona with no internet and no ability to speak Spanish. But anyway, after you've spent a session or two on the noble quest of securing a hotel, it's on to the action. The PCs roll up in Barcelona, they're ready to fight. Quote The tournament is to take place in a bullfight arena at about 11 p.m. on a Tuesday night. No bullfights are scheduled. It appears that the tournament coordinator, who usually manages matadors, is also a fan of street fighting and has put this event together to show some fights to his friends, also to court international diplomatic catastrophe. It doesn't say that, but you'll see. Quote, it is rumored that a famous political figure from the UN, Antonio Baracci, will be here to witness the fight. Quietly, of course, so the media doesn't show up. Characters who get one or more successes on an intelligence plus investigation role will know that Barachi is leading a political crusade against Riganka and is trying to put Ian Bison's country under economic sanctions until they allow human rights inspectors to view the country. <laughs> human rights inspectors in Riganka. I would love to play them. I would love to play their Street Fighter bodyguards. I would love to play the Shadaloo employees uh, scrambling around trying to hide <laughs> the innumerable crimes, torments, and death traps on Riganka just to clear like one path that the human rights inspectors could walk through Rigonca without seeing any of our fucking abominations and travesties that we've got on this island. All of that sounds fantastic, but it's not even presented as a plot hook. It's just, this book can't help itself. Everything it says is just pure fucking gold. Anyway, quote, on Friday night, the team arrives at the Placa de Toros Monumental, the bullfighting arena. Forgive my uh, Spanish pronunciation, by the way. The storyteller advice on this page says that uh, when your players speak to An NPC in Barcelona, you should fake a cheesy Spanish accent, but I want you to know that I am not following that advice. I am, believe it or not, trying as hard as I can. So anyway, Friday night, you arrive at the bullfighting arena. Quote, Other street fighters are already there, performing their warm-up exercises. Characters may try to impress their opponents by practicing some of their powers here. Powers is capitalized there, even though that's not really the rules term. They're called special maneuvers, but they're fucking powers, we know. Every White Wolf game of this era has a different name for powers, but they're all fucking powers. Quote, Spectators are beginning to show up, and the seats surrounding the arena are getting crowded. As the tournament is beginning to start, there is a commotion in the crowd. In the seats surrounding the arena, a fight is apparently taking place. Before anyone below can react, two Spanish ninja grab someone from the crowd and run off with him into the halls under the arena, moving quickly toward the locker rooms. Characters who make successful perception plus alertness roles will recognize the kidnapped man as Antonio Baracci. Even if they don't recognize him, people in the crowd will begin yelling and talking, and the team can overhear Barachi's name mentioned. So in the great tradition of adventure modules, have your players roll this. If they succeed, they learn some information. If they don't succeed, then they learn the same information. Just got to keep those dice warm. Now it goes on to say that what's probably going to happen is that the player characters are going to chase these ninjas down, and other Street Fighters are also going to try to chase the ninjas down, and also try to push the player characters out of the way, because, you know... Fuck you, I want to rescue the diplomat. And before you know it, you've got a pointless fist fight between random street fighters because they can't agree who should stop the kidnapping, and while they're fighting, the kidnappers just drive away. More on this strange behavior later, but not today. Today we're concerned with the pretty much inevitable outcome of this scene, which is the Spanish ninjas toss this guy, Barachi into their vehicle and speed away. It's like an unmarked van. We've had a few occasions in this book where we've seen that Chatelou's admittedly impressive success rate at all their various criminal enterprises, kind of depends upon the incompetence of everyone else in this setting. And this is no exception. It is no wonder that Shadaloo infests the street fighting scene, because if this page is any indication, street fighter tournaments must be like perfect incubators for consequence-free crime. I want you to consider we have an arena here. It's a bullfighting arena. It is crowded. Not only are the seats getting crowded, but also out in the street fighting area, like down in the ring where the bullfights happen, it's just random street fighters practicing their moves, showing off. Ninjas and boxers and monks and cyborgs and god knows what, all just milling around down there, showing off their capacity for violence. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's not like any of these street fighters would ever just fucking lay into each other for no reason, except in a couple of paragraphs where that's exactly what happens. So just as the tournament is about to start, there's a fight in the crowd, and two Spanish ninja grab Barachi and run off with him into a hall toward the locker rooms and ultimately out of the building. You may be thinking, oh, well, these are ninjas, albeit Spanish ninjas. Maybe they're in disguise. Maybe this is kind of like a stealth grab, like a quick in and out. No, I mean, one of these guys is in like a suit jacket. You know, he could pass for a regular guest. The other guy, though, He's got like a like a big, thick metal bracelet on one arm. He's got a knife tucked into a sash around his waist. He's got a tattoo of some kind of spindly, multi-legged creature on one of his arms. There's no disguise here. This guy is a ninja, and he's proud of it. So this pair, without disguises, were able to saunter right through this crowd of rich and important people right up to a prominent, important diplomat, grab him, make their way through the crowd, out down the hallway entrance past the locker room and out the door without ever running into, like, security, a turnstile, just any kind of anything. There's no indication of Barachi having any kind of security of his own, no indication of the venue having any security. It's just a big, messy, fleshy mass in these stands, exits wide open, and in the center of it all, a bunch of goddamn street fighters of all things, throwing practice fireballs and spoiling for a fight. And as bad as this security seems, it's like, how could it be otherwise? Because this is all illegal, and these are, are powerful people. I mean, Barachi is ducking media because he doesn't want to be seen here, so there's no coverage of this. Probably that's why there's no security is because this is all illegal and it's full of people who don't want to be known to be here. But truly, this is a global criminal organization's dream. It's like it's a confined space shrouded in secrecy where powerful, important, rich people with no security come in one entrance and... A bunch of violent, unvetted weirdos come in the other entrance, and the useless fucking bloodthirsty audience is so scared and or callous in this weird-ass environment that they have no reaction to a full-on cross-country kidnapping just moving slowly through the audience like the fucking wave. Incidentally, and, and we'll have more to say about this as we kind of, like, track the progress of events later, but you notice that it says the tournament is on a Tuesday, but the PCs show up to the arena on Friday night, and the arena is crowded with spectators. This has to just be a typo, I assume, unless people are are camping out, unless this is like the Woodstock of pit fighting and people are out there setting up tents in the stands, just getting increasingly hype for four days from now when somebody's finally going to punch somebody. But anyway, timeline quibbles aside, the big secret on this page is simply that these two ninjas could have gotten away with anything at a Street Fighter tournament. So before we get too excited about the performance of Vegas Spanish ninjas or other Shadowloo Street Fighters, let's keep in mind that everything they're doing on the Street Fighter circuit is happening in the most crime-friendly environment imaginable. But while this kidnapping may have been both unsporting and well-deserved, on this hapless diplomat's part, it was successful and it's a problem. Join me next time as our brave Street Fighting heroes react in the only way they can, by bumming around in the street outside some restaurant on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big sode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Dumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com view slash Revolution or at freemusicarchive.org music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power.